You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Kilfer. And unfortunately, Susie can't join us today, but we do have a reoccurring guest with us. The Oratrice Mechanique de la Lise Cardinal. Yes. <laughs> oh, AKA I mean Santa Claus. I mean God. <laughs> oh, and I've, we... I've been practicing that all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that came out very naturally. I was like, wow, you memorized that scene, huh? Um... <laughs> We are kicking off our month of Christmas horror round four with something that is technically not even really a horror movie. It's but not, uh, but let's count it. Hey, we've said before, if it's got a toe in the sandbox, we're counting it. And it's a violent fucking movie because episode 201 is Violent Night from 2022. It's an hour and 52 minutes directed by Tommy Wercola, who we would know from Dead Snow and Dead Snow 2, um, The Trip and Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. (laughs) Now, I have not seen... I have not seen The Trip or Hansel and Gretel, but I have seen Dead Snow 1 and 2, and they're fucking awesome. Um, uh, the, the Hansel mm, hey, Gretel. <laughs> it's okay. We'll just say that. it's I, It has its moments. I Don't do remember the trailer. I, I definitely remember the trailer and thinking it looked like, meh, whatever. Like I said, Jeremy Renner, pretty face, bad actor. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> oh, I like Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Pretty face, bad actor. Hope he's doing well. Well, uh, maybe, maybe it's his pretty face that gets me. I don't know. I like the guy. Um, <laughs> oh, I have nothing against the guy. This is, uh, bad actor. Every fucking movie. All right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like this is this is one of those flicks that as soon as me and Maurice saw it in the theater, I was immediately like, yeah, that's gonna get on the show. Like I, I we need to cover this movie. I I said the same thing. <laughs> like I went yeah. and saw it. And then was back the next day to watch it again. <laughs> and I believe you immediately texted me and was like, when it gets on the show, I want to be on the show. Right. I, I remembered after I put it on, I was like, wait, didn't Dawn say she, Oh, yeah, Dawn said she wanted to be yeah, on the show. Yeah, one. it was like an almost, like, I think I was sitting in the theater. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be part of this recording when it finally comes on. And I did that, like, I want to say two months later with Renfield as well. Like, yes. I was sitting yes, in the audience, I was like, I will be in the Renfield recording. Uh, yeah, which I still gotta, I still gotta finish watching that movie. I started it and I fell asleep because I was super oh. tired when I started watching it. But it looks, it, it looks great. And what I watched was really good. So I, I gotta actually sit down and make it a effort to watch that. But um, let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks. I mean, Don, I guess it's safe to say you like this movie, but tell I, us why. I love this fucking movie. Um, Why? Because it's just fucking fun. All right. Yeah. Like the whole thing, it gives me a good backstory on Santa. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, like, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting fucking take. Um, I have one thing that maybe I don't like about it, but, you know, but I will say on this last viewing, uh, when I first watched the movie, there was one actor in it, and I'm like, I fucking know that guy from somewhere. I know that guy from somewhere. Can't couldn't figure out. Never looked it up, and it finally hit me while watching it for for the show mm-hmm. this this week. I went, oh, I know why I recognize him because I never see him with clothes on because it's fucking translucent from the boys. 
That's what, why what that, I know Co- you. Commander Thorpe was that Mike? Uh... That, that, no, it's it's no. The, it's um, the lead guy, it's Jason. It's the lead. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here like every time I watch it, I'm like, I know his face, but I know why I don't really know his face because I was never looking at his face. <laughs> <laughs> I was either looking at something else or he wasn't there at all. That's all I'm yep. going to say. Uh, now, right, yes. Right. Now, like Krampus, the guy who plays Krampus, I noticed right away. I was like, that's the guy from Freddy versus Jason. Yep. I know that guy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was just really funny that like literally I'm sitting here going, oh, it's because I've seen you naked. That's why I know. Why you <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, that's fucking yes. awesome. I I very much love this movie, and Poe loves this movie. Listen to him in the background if you can. Yeah, he's uh, excited. He's excited because, well, hold on, guys. I'll be right back. Hold on. I got a few. Dog interruption. <laughs> well, I mean, we have cat interruptions all the time, so it's only fair. Yeah. True. All right. I yelled, shut the fuck up, Adam, and he shut the fuck up. So we're going to be okay. <laughs> Hey, that's Poor impressive. Poor <laughs> well, it's because Jean Ralphio came over near me, and they they have not quite bonded. They like each other, but not have quite bonded yet. But um, yeah. I like I I really like this movie. Um, I love that the girl, the little girl, True, is obsessed with uh, Home Alone, and yes. there's a nice little montage to Home Alone in this. And <sighs> so homage, good. sorry, not montage, homage. Um, both. Um, I fucking love that, like, John Leguizamo and Beverly D'Angelo can, like, hold a room together. Like, the two of them acting together is kind of fun. I'm like, oh. Oh, hell yeah. I'm no, like, whose who's dick is bigger? I'm <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I really like John Leguizamo as a villain. Yeah. Like, he he's, he's fun as a villain. I liked him a lot in this. Um, and Beverly D'Angelo is a badass. I was like, okay, all right, I like this. <laughs> so. Like I said, I only had like one quorum about it. Is that not more of the family actually died? Like only like yeah. the fucking boyfriend dies. Like the sister could have gone. Yeah. The sister could have gone. Like I can understand keeping Beverly and D'Angelo around, but like the the sister didn't need to stick around. I, I Ber- have Bertrude. Would have been fine. He probably would have recorded the whole thing anyways. Yeah, he would have live streamed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have only one complaint. We'll get there. It's more toward the end. But uh, but no, I, I'm with you. I fucking love this movie. I watched it twice before we're recording this. Like, And I've watched it. I watched it a bunch last year. <laughs> yeah, so like, know, I currently it, have it going in the background, just so it, you guys know. <laughs> it, it really is a fun Christmas movie. Like, it, it, it's in the vein of Die Hard. Let's be honest here. It, yeah. It's 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 like Die Hard, and it's an action-packed, like, gruesome, awesome Christmas action movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention uh, Hot Santa Bod, too. I mean, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I, David I, I, Harbour has a hot Santa bod. Okay? I was gonna say da- David Harbour all tatted up like that. Yeah, no, I can, I get it, I get right? it. <laughs> Sewing himself with tinsel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I do love that scene. The the medical supplies being Christmas yeah. wrapping supplies. That was amazing. Um, but Maurice, what what are your thoughts? I know we saw it in the theater together, so I kind of know where you stand on this. But but let the audience know. <laughs> After rewatching it, I hate it. 
Oh, you You're liar. You're such a liar. <laughs> You're the worst actor ever. You're just as bad as Jeremy Renner. Oh. <laughs> he, he looks better, though. I gotta give him that. <laughs> Not by much. Not by much. But. I don't know, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like this movie. Um, I watched it. Well, it came out last year, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I watched it probably two or three other times since we saw it in the theater. I know as soon as it came out to rent, I rented it and watched it again because it was just like I really liked it when we saw it in the theater. Um, but I, I've seen it a bunch since it's been on streaming. Yeah, it, it's 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 good. Uh, the best part is the music. <laughs> the music is really good, actually. They did pick. They they did pick good Christmas <clears throat> music. They didn't do the fucking stupid the, shit that everything the, does. Right. No, <laughs> I I really did like the mix of the music, but yeah, overall, you know, David Harbour, he's great and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Beverly D'Angelo was like you said, she was badass. John Leguizamo was awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's true. It's not really a horror film, but it it, it dips maybe a half a toe. Half there's a blood. There's gore. <laughs> there, there's some very gruesome kills. You know. Yes. There's yeah. a sledgehammer. <laughs> oh, that scene. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot, but yeah, a lot of the kills are really good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the first big one when the guy falls onto, like, the ice spike. Yeah, which can... Okay, I, I know <laughs> yeah. we're kind of jumping ahead, but Go I just want to ask, like, who has an ice spike as a I decoration? <laughs> I'm like, why is that hanging up? Why is that upside down? Like, yeah. did it fall? And that's, I, like, that would have made sense. Like, if it was on the roof and it fell, and that's how it landed. Right. <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, okay, I get icicles, but it's it's, like, ice coming up from the ground forming a spike that doesn't make sense so hey, when, yeah. when, when you're rich you can have anything you want That's true. <laughs> that is true but i'm sorry go on Maurice. uh so yeah that was probably one of my favorite kills uh him using the the sledgehammer i for, what was the nickname didn't he have a nickname for it skull crusher skull crusher yep yeah. uh yeah whenever he had skull crusher out uh yeah, I thought I thought it was a good, you know, I guess it's a good family movie. I guess there could have been more, like <laughs> Don said, but you know, it's it's a good family movie. Is yeah, I think so. I, I can't wait to show this to Caleb. Honestly, I right? think he's gonna love it. I mean, <laughs> you know what? My up, parents probably would have enjoyed it. They, they all come. To, they all come together and team up at the end. Yep, they get their shit together. That's true. They do. They save Christmas. Yep. They yeah. Do. Save Christmas with a half a million dollars. Oh, <laughs> yep. oh God. Elva is such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, she could have gone to. <laughs> right. I yeah, do love I, her in the Righteous Gemstones, though. She's fucking hilarious <laughs> in that. Yeah, she's but. a real bitch in this. I don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I totally agree with both of you. The, this movie is it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It is definitely joining the pantheon of other movies that I watch every Christmas. Yeah. Um, because how could it not? Like it's it's just as fun as Die Hard as far as like a, a Christmas action movie goes. 
And honestly, like, I think I like it a little bit more. I love Die Hard, don't get me wrong, but I've seen Die Hard a thousand times. So this this still has that shiny new feel to it. it, It's Die Hard meets Home Alone. Yeah. That's a very accurate description. (laughs) And and you know what? Um, They greenlit a sequel already for this. I heard. I heard. I'm very excited to see what they do. I, I, I really hope they take David Harbour's suggestion. What was which the is, suggestion? Which is he wants the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy along, and he wants them to be Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal. Oh, God, please. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Reese, what were you going to say? I think it was greenlit, like, as soon as it came out, because it did so well to box office. I, I want to say it was, yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, I, I think, because I, I remember reading something about that in the trivia, that it was, uh, um, like, Pretty quick after the, uh, the the movie came out, they were already working on getting a sequel, you know, planned out. So, yeah, no, I I think this would be great to have more of. I I, I would love to see this be a franchise. It's it's just a lot of fun. Like I I ain't got any complaints really. There's there's one little thing at the end that feels a little cheesy when watching it critically, but it works. It works because it's a Christmas movie. Um. But yeah, let, let's jump through the cast real quick. Obviously, uh, you had mentioned David Harbour. He plays Santa Claus. Uh, most people would know him from Stranger Things, but also The Equalizer, Hellboy, Suicide Squad, Black Widow, and most recently, Gran Turismo. Uh, we have Mr. Scrooge, played by John Leguizamo. Obviously, we would know him from Super Mario Brothers. I Wong. knew it. I knew that was going to be the first. <laughs> of course it's going to be the first. He's Luigi Mario. I got to oh. put that. But, and... And my other favorite, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That's Obviously. a fucking great movie. We're, we're, uh, we're fine with that. Yeah, but Spawn, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, Land of the Dead, the Ice Age films, John Wick, The Menu. This guy is in a ton of stuff. Like he, He's a very prolific actor. Uh, then we have Gertrude Lightstone, played by Beverly D'Angelo, who we would know from the Vacation films. Uh, she was in High Fidelity, Entourage, and one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes, Werewolf Concerto, uh, about a werewolf hunter, which is a lot of fun. Then we have uh, Jason, played by Alex Hassel. He was in Torchwood, The Grind, Suburbicon, The Boys, Cowboy Bebop, and Locked In. We have Linda, played by Alexis Louder. She was in Black Panther, Harriet, Watchmen, Cop Shop, The Terminalist, Faceless After Dark, uh, Weathering, and The Changeling. Then we have Elva, as you mentioned, the bitch, uh, played by Eddie Patterson, who's in Mars Needs Moms, Weeds, Partners, We Bear Bears, Knives Out, Blackish, and The Righteous Gemstones, which is where I know her. And my God, her character on that show is equal parts annoying and fucking hilarious. Um, then we have Morgan Steele, played by, I'm going to say this wrong, Cam, I think it's Gigandet, Gigandet, something like that. Sure. Uh, he was in The Young and the Restless, The O.C., Twilight, The Unborn, Easy A, Priest, and Ice. Then we have Trudy, played by Leah Brady. She was in the Umbrella Academy, Interstellar, Interstellar Ella, uh, relax, and Relax, I'm from the Future. Then Bert, or Bertrude, played by Alexander Elliott. He was in the Odd Squad, Lock and Key, and the Hardy Boys. And then finally, we have Commander Thor, played by Mike Dupud, which cracked me up. It was like Mike Dupud. Um, but he's in X-Men 2, White Noise. I put that on there for you, Don. Oh. Um, <laughs> Alone in the Dark, Supernatural, Godzilla, Arrow, Deadpool 2, and The Predator. He's actually in a shitload of TV shows. He's got like 190-something IMDb credits. Um, there was a ton of other people playing various bad guys. But uh, just to quickly run through the names of the bad guys, because I find it funny. We have Mr. Scrooge leading them, but then the other henchmen are named... 
Jingle, Peppermint, Sugar Plum, Krampus, Candy Cane, Frosty, Tinsel, and Gingerbread. And as they comment in the movie, the, the uh, code names are stupid, but tis the season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and of course, you know, all the henchmen are in a shitload of stuff as well. But like I said, it's a huge cast, so I didn't want to go through everybody. But the basic plot for anyone who hasn't seen this is that a group of mercenaries attack a very wealthy family estate on Christmas Eve, and the real Santa Claus must step in to save the day. So we're going to go back to uh, what we've been talking about, our more conversational episodes. So this one is going to kind of be all over the place. We're going to just run through it and talk about our favorite scenes, uh, talk about why you should watch it, etc. So... Does anybody, right off the bat, does anybody have a favorite kill? Because I got a couple. <laughs> so, uh, I I think mine is um, on the stairs. The 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 one henchman when she's up in the attic. Mm-hmm. There, there. First of all, it's two basically two kills at one because you got the girl who falls down and heads get split open, basically. <laughs> but like the guy on the stairs, which is a true homage to like. Home Alone, where he he's he sees the nail, but then falls right down. Like a Home Alone slash Hot Fuzz moment. Yes. There, oh my right? god! <laughs> when Gingerbread takes the nail oh, through the jaw. Yeah, and, and then he just like gets his head crushed in by a, a water, not a watermelon. I'm sorry, a bowling ball. Yeah. Well, it spikes his head because he's yeah. holding the nail up, That's looking true. at it. And then the bowling ball hits the back of the nail and whacks into his forehead, spiking yeah. him. And then he falls back onto the bed of spikes, which is so fantastic. But Maurice, what about you? What What is your uh, favorite kill? Uh, that's probably up there, that one. I think that was a fantastic the, the, one. The bowling ball dislodging the nail in his skull here. Yeah. I think my favorite is the chimney death. I was that- thinking that too. But yeah, that is fucking hilarious. Because so now throughout this movie, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, you know, Santa Claus is magic. He uses Christmas magic, obviously. But he goes up and down chimneys using magic and he'll turn into like dust and fly up the chimney. And they make a comment at one point in the movie when he escapes out the chimney that, uh, you know, you can't fit up there like a human can't fit up there. And at the end of the movie, he uses it while holding on to the bad guy and teleports up the chimney bending Mr. Scrooge in half and he comes out the other side in like a weird little meat package. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking lost it. Like there's just that shower of blood. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene. It's so good. And it's funny because I remember watching it in the theater and as soon as, you know, the, the final fight happens where they're standing out in the middle of nowhere, but there's that stone chimney out there. I'm like, oh, he's gonna teleport. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna teleport. Something bad's gonna happen there. Yeah, it was very it was very obvious, but oh man, was it fun. Oh the, the payoff the payoff <laughs> yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> but there there are so many great moments of this. Like the, the opening to the film, uh we, we open it in Bristol, England, and we see Santa in a pub tying one on, just just miserable. Like he looks in the mirror and tries to say ho ho ho, and he's like, Bleh. like he just he can't deal. And we get the the mall Santa who comes in and tries to chit chat with him about, you know, how great it is to be, you know, Santa Claus. And it's all because of the money. And we find out that basically Santa is kind of sick of his gig. You know, he's the the whole world is greedy. He's tired. He doesn't like it anymore. He's like, well, better get back to work. And he goes to leave up, you know, by leaving uh, via the roof. And he hands the bartender. He goes, here's the, the a present for your grandson. You know, it's that video game he wanted. 
she realizes, how does he know that, that I have a grandson? And why the hell is he going up to the roof? So she chases after him. And she sees Santa Claus actually flying away on his on his on his sleigh. It's, it's such a beautiful moment. It's <laughs> she goes, so beautiful. Well, she goes, it's beautiful. Right as he vomits over the side, covering her in what looks like ch- chunky oh. Campbell soup. Oh, and it's steaming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the best part. Is it like there's this chunk of like steam coming up off the ground? See, Poe's excited about it too. He's like, oh my god, it was my favorite thing. It was so gnarly because it just like, <laughs> first of all, it, it oh. looked like Campbell soup. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like it covers her face and like there's that moment where she kind of spits because it gets in her mouth. I'm like, oh, come on. And then we get the smash cut oh. to the title card. How do you explain uh, that, though, to somebody? You're like, yeah, I saw Santa and he fucking puked on me. <laughs> <laughs> like like well, Santa's then, real, but he's a drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> And does that make you enjoy Christmas more knowing he's real? Or does it make you hate Christmas because you've right. now had this awful experience with Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I fucking loved it. And then, you know, we we uh, we we meet the the Lightstone family. And uh, I, I love the the guard at the gate, Al. It's like oh. the, the, all the diehard references there. Oh, Al deserves so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets shot in the face by Mr. Scrooge later, yeah. and it's that's a bummer, especially because he's like, you know, Trudy's like, "What did you ask for for Christmas, Al?" And he's like, "To not work on Christmas." I yeah. guess I was a bad boy this year. <laughs> like, poor guy didn't even get to go home. But uh, but yeah, like once once the uh, the the caterers turn into the bad guys, like once they reveal their plan. Um, I did have to giggle at the fact that not only are all their nicknames or their code names, you know, Christmas themed, but their little like their go signal was a digital snowflake that appeared on their watch. Like, man, they they really put a lot of effort into the Christmas theme, didn't they? Sure did. (laughs) Like, I was thinking about it, like, logically, you know, how would you program your, you know, your iPhone, your smartphone, whatever, or your smartwatch? To have this little, like, blinking snowflake rather than just a message, like, it's go time. <laughs> you know, like, they actually had to stop and be like, we need it to flash as a little snowflake. <laughs> it's just like, it seems like a lot of extra effort just to, you know, have that little signal. You know what? I bet you it's like an app from Apple. Like, I bet you they have it. <laughs> it's it's their bank heist app. Right. This was iPhone, what, 15? I don't know what we're up to. I don't have an iPhone. I think, uh, I think we're up to 15 now. Okay. I, I don't know. So this was probably iPhone 14.7S. All right. <laughs> um, and so it's probably, it probably cost somebody $1.99. And that's what yep. it was. Yep. And then they, yep. just passed, they just passed it around. Yep. But we know when we see like how this how this estate is fucking huge, like it is massive. There, there's a little comment here that I love when we see uh, Linda and Jason first walking into the big living room. Linda makes the comment of like, I still can't get over that this is how you or I, I still can't get over that this was your childhood. And he goes, according to my therapist, neither will I. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Once we meet the family and then we meet his his sister and her bastard son, and then her boy toy. Um, now, there is a scene here that I fucking cracked up at where Morgan and Alva are making out, and she goes, oh, oh kiss, yes. kiss me in front of my son. And he's like, <laughs> Mom! 
<laughs> she does all this horrible shit to Bertrude. <laughs> and yes, I'm just going to refer to him as Bertrude the whole time. Uh, oh. Because he said she says something to Linda. She's like, well, we all couldn't be because this is when they're making fun of his name because they're yeah. like, well, you named your daughter Gertrude. And she's like, you named your son Bertrude. We're like, that's sorry. That's not a real name. But she goes, well, we all couldn't be blessed having girls. And he's like, mom, I'm right here. <laughs> like, like, he gets so shit upon, but he's also a dick. I was going to say, yeah, because we find out pretty quick. Like, I mean, he's he's constantly live streaming and he's doing that thing where he's like. He's the hit. Burt Locker, by the way. Yeah. Oh, the God. It was so Back. bad. Back to Jeremy Renner. How did but, we start? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is the Six Degrees of Jeremy Renner episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he does that thing where he like pounds his chest and puts up the peace sign. He's like hashtag blessed, and it's like, oh fuck off. But uh, there's there's the scene where Jason is filling in Linda on what's been going on because Linda and Jason are separated and they're getting back to together for the holidays just to visit with the family. Um, but they're they're still you know separated from one another and he's telling her what's going on with the family and he makes the comment about Bertrude having had his first of what is bound to be many sexual harassment uh lawsuits but the fam (laughs) right but the family go kid the family paid for it you know to make it go away and now the school gymnasium is named after them and it's like oh jesus christ like this guy's a dick but I also like when uh, when Gertrude is like pacing back and forth, yelling at somebody we find out as a senator, and she makes the comment of "Don't shit in my mouth and tell me it's chocolate cake." And then Bertrude's like, hey, "Grandma's cool." <laughs> <laughs> but he also later on goes, "Grandma, your Wi-Fi shit." <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because she goes, "When he was small, I begged you to beat him." <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. Oh my god, I laughed so fucking hard every time that line comes on because she she delivers it with such like venom. <laughs> She's so angry about it. And I also like when uh when Gertrude finally comes in to greet the family and Trudy goes running up to her and she's like, Oh, how's Gertrude, my favorite granddaughter? And she goes, Everyone calls me Trudy now, grandma. And she goes, Trudy, that makes her sound like a whore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then the dad looks all shocked that she goes, oh, she doesn't know what it means. It's mm. like, damn. I just I just realized why I kind of like Beverly D'Angelo. It's kind of like, it's how my mother's parents were. <laughs> they were <laughs> like her whole, fam- her whole family was like that. Like, like <laughs> they're just, they don't understand like, oh yeah, I'm saying a racial slur, but I mean it with love. Oh, I get you. Yep. Yeah. I I know those types of people. Yeah, yes. that's that's that. I think that's why I like this woman so much. Actually, Maurice, you know some of those people because I used to work with them in Switchboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, those old folks. Oh, they're they're interesting. Yeah, you know the ones. I can say that because I have a black friend. Yes, yeah. that's the that's exactly that group of people. Yep. Just oh. just the one though. And he don't mind. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I've I've worked with some uh, some wonderful individuals over the year, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, but, I currently work with some of them, so oh, yeah, yeah. Th- thankfully, I've I've you know my department is now filled with mostly cool people. I have one annoying person in there, but everyone else is like, you know, they're they're good people. I'm like, hey, finally, it only took twenty years. 
Um, <laughs> but I do like the scene where we see Santa, the montage of Santa delivering the presents. And he's just getting like more and more bitter as the night goes on. Like the, the lists for presents are like cash, 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 and video games. Um, he gets to the one house and all the Amazon boxes are under the tree. And I read in the trivia, I didn't notice this on my first watching, but when I read the trivia before watching this for the show, all the Amazon boxes are turned upside down. So they're frowning instead of smiling, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. I didn't notice that. But there's the one sad scene where he goes into the house and you see the drunk dad and the little girl in the crib. And he gives the, the dad Cole steals his beer and then gives the little girl a present. Hey, people make fun of getting Cole, but back in the in the day, Cole was a good present. You had to heat the house somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> so I will so you... I will tell you my grandfather one time thought it was funny and gave me and my brother Cole. And like, <laughs> I was like I was like six years old and I was fucking ruined by 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 it. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking I, like I was six and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like this is the worst thing ever. I feel like every everyone has that member of the family that has tried that. Cause when I was a kid, one of my aunts did that exact thing. She gave me, my brother, and my sister a lump of coal. And then she was like, ah, I'm just go I'm just joking. And she actually gave us a real gift after that. But it was like, it was such a bummer to open it up and see a little lump of charcoal. It was like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, he had put it in like a little stocking and gave it to me. And I'm like, uh, I do still have it because I do still have that little stocking because we used it <laughs> one year. My mother decided all the animals needed their own stocking and we had a bird. And so the bird got the little one and it hung on the bird cage. So the, st- the coal was still in it. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, we just got the, the little like the little gift boxes and you open it up and there was a piece of charcoal inside and it was like what and then you know after everyone all the adults had a good laugh at our expense yeah then she brought out the real presents <laughs> so. i i don't remember getting the real presents we'll just say that <laughs> that was like your grandfather was like that's it that's all you get kid he was like here's some fudge on top of it and yeah oh god I, I also love the, the scene where it, between stopping at the house as we see him flying over Washington, just pissing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he picked the right city to do it. Mm-hmm. If he's going to do sure it, is. he picked the right one. Absolutely. And, and I was reading something in the trivia that they were saying that you can tell by the way, like the, the positioning of the Washington Monument and where he is, that he's actually pissing on the White House. And I was and like, that's what I figured. <laughs> I just figured. I was like, that's pretty good. I like that. But uh, so after after the um, the bad guys kind of reveal their plan that they're, you know, breaking into the or, you know, taking over the compound, the uh, the guards try to get Gertrude and well, just Gertrude to the panic room. Oh, and- I love that, actually, because. The, the- Oh my God! Because she's running behind. She's like, "Mom can fit more than more, more, more than she can fit two other people." Mom, you're gonna take me, right? You're gonna take me. <laughs> and then Bertrude's like, "Mom, okay, like, you, there's roofers, Bertrude, right, Mom?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one thing we I, I forgot to mention is we we find out um, that Jason forgot to take his daughter to see Santa Claus, and she's very upset about it. So to try to make asshole. it up to her. Right. Well, because he was he was constantly he's he works for his mom. 
and we find out that the mom has kind of come between him and his family, that he works too much. He devotes too much to his mother because she's rich. He's trying to get her money. And that's what drove a wedge between him and his wife. And it's making him do stuff like forget to take his daughter to see Santa Claus. So to try to make it up to her, he runs down to the, this like game room they have in the basement and finds a little walkie talkie uh, with some headphones and wraps it up and tells her that it's a, uh, a you know, one way radio that goes directly to Santa Claus. And he might not be able to answer you tonight because he's so busy, but he'll hear you. So if you want to talk to Santa Claus, talk to Santa Claus using this. So Trudy, all excited. What's that? That is some great improv skills right there. Like, let me fucking run to a random closet. Right, I yeah. I found a walkie-talkie. All right, I got an idea. <laughs> but, like, you, you know... Way to be on top of that one, Dad. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say that that parents are pretty good at bullshitting with that kind of stuff. So, you know, just to keep the magic alive. I know my parents did when I was a kid. Um but yeah, no, he he explains this to her. She gets all excited and she starts, you know, calling to Santa Claus as Linda and Jason leave the, the bedroom and they overhear her talking about what a good girl she's been all year and that she had this big list. But the only thing she truly wants is for her parents to get back together. And then you see like the look that Linda gives Jason and she walks away and then Jason looks all somber. So meanwhile, you get the like I said, the whole uh, thing where the the bad guys take over. They gather all the family up into the living room. I did have to laugh at the scene with the panic room because they open the panic room and Mr. Scrooge steps out and he just has one of those like metal uh, collapsible batons and both of the guards have guns. And instead of shooting him, the guard looks at the other guard. and He's like, take him out. Like, why would you go fisticuffs? Right. <laughs> Shoot you the have... fucker. You know you... what? That just proves how good John Leguizamo is. <laughs> he can take you out when you still got guns, bitches. <laughs> All I got is a little tiny pole. And he killed both of them. Yep. So. So he gets the family all all gathered up in the in the room. Uh, while this is going on, Santa Claus arrives at the house. And I love this because he goes, he picks up the cookies, he looks at them, he takes a bite, and he's like, oh, homemade. And he gets all <laughs> in. <laughs> and then he picks up the milk and he goes, blah, skim. And <laughs> sees the scotch on the on the cat on the wall there, and he goes, Ooh, that's some pre-war shit. Good shit. <laughs> he starts drinking the scotch and cookies. Who's that gonna find though the skim milk he just poured into a random container? Like who's yeah. gonna be like what the fuck? Who poured out this milk? <laughs> like, like, why, why is there the milk here? Why is there spoiled milk in this bucket? This is obviously a room that has a bar in it, so it probably has a sink. Why don't you just <laughs> pour it in that sink? I mean, to be fair, at this point, Santa's kind of a dick. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't think he gives a shit at this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's just like, yeah, fuck these people. But I, I do love how he, he takes the scotch and his cookie and he sits down in the massage chair and he turns it on and promptly, like, he drinks his scotch and passes out. We <laughs> forgot about the whole thing of him on the roof yelling at the reindeer. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because he's like, Rudolph would never give me this crap. Because <laughs> one of them shit on the roof. And he goes, who did this? <laughs> it's so unprofessional. And I love it because he's like, Prancer, was it you? And then he goes, Rudolph would never do this shit. Well, here's, here's my question. Like, 
do the dead are they just shitting up in the air? Like I, I think, they're yeah. falling on people? Like, I, I think so. Some people are just getting hit with big globs of shit. I mean, well, he does. Yeah, but who's who's yeah, who's really outside at that time of night? <laughs> right. Well, um, you know, all those stories we've heard about, like, you know, plain uh, bathrooms, mm. you know, falling frozen and killing people. It, it's really Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> But so after he hears the he hears the gunfire and he wakes up, he goes to investigate. He sees that, you know, the bad guys have pretty much taken over. They're killing people and he goes to leave, but he can't get his Christmas magic to work because at this point he's like pretty much checked out on Christmas. So he's freaking out, can't get it to work. One of the bad guys comes to investigate and we get the uh, mercenary versus Santa Claus fight round one. (laughs) We get the first one of these. And it's funny because. Santa kind of gets his ass kicked. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's a drunk stumble bum at this point. <laughs> but I, He only wins this fight on pure, like, accident. <laughs> yeah, he really does, because yeah. he's he's getting his ass handed to him. He almost gets shot several times. There's the scene where he, uh, he grabs the barrel of the gun as the henchman shoots. So he burns his hands, and then he dunks it in the bucket of skim milk <laughs> to cool him <laughs> off. Which, there we go. That's why he dumped it in the bucket, so okay. we can have that scene All later. Right. All right, he's got a movie. movie. He can see into the future. Yep. (laughs) By the way, we need to start making shirts for this podcast with just people saying shit. Like, like, movie's got a movie. Yep. Like, all right, we need this, guys. (laughs) Murder, She Wrote Connection, you know, Dem Titties. Everything I learned about zombies or mummies I learned from Steve Buscemi. (laughs) (laughs) That one I feel like I could do a drawing for. Something, there's something about Jude Law and bioports, and yeah, we, we got it. Um, well, you got to have the bioports. You got to have the bioports. Oh, my God. So he ends up, this is the scene we were talking about with the, the ice spike, because he rams the, the guard out the window, and the guy falls to his death, but they're both wrapped in Christmas lights when it happens, and Santa, like, breathes a sigh of relief, then sees the lights flying out the window, realizes what's happening, and he gets yanked out the window. Oh, that's such a great homage, though, to Die Hard as well. Oh, it's so... it. There's (laughs) so many references to Die Hard. It's such a nice little thing of like, oh, yeah, he's about to fall out the window, except he falls out the... Except, you know, Santa this time does fall out the window. Right. Taking the fire hose off. There's also the scene where uh, the bad guy shoots at the roof and we hear the reindeer take off and Santa's freaking out because they just stranded him there. So now he's trying to figure out how the hell to get home. Um, when he's like going to leave, he turns around because he hears more gunshots and we, he sees through the living room window. He sees the light stones captured by the bad guys and particularly Trudy. And he realizes that he's got to help. So it's like that that moment where he kind of like clicks into being the hero Santa Claus. Because he um, found a little girl with true Christmas spirit. Exactly. And not and wanting see, money. Because she already had the fucking money. Right. Because <laughs> her family wasn't broke. Right. <laughs> but no, I mean, and it's like, there are tons of those cheesy kind of moments in this where it's like, it is that saccharine hallmark Christmas cheer, but it works. It absolutely works in this film. So it's like, as much as I could, I could step back and go, yeah, that's cheesy. I still love it. <laughs> like, I loved every second of it. Um, because 
Because you know, thirty seconds later, you're getting blood and gore and violence. This, this is very true. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I do, I do have to admit, I am that that sappy motherfucker that watches a ton of Christmas movies. Uh, not just my Christmas horror movies. I do watch a bunch of actual Christmas movies. Um, so I, I am a, I am a sappy fuck when it comes to Christmas. But. Um, but I, I do love how Mr. Scrooge is singing as he walks into the living room. Violent night, gory night, all is calm if all doesn't want to get shot in the fucking head. <laughs> Which was fantastic. And then, you know, Gertrude walks up to him. It's like, you don't know who you're messing with. And he just fucking punches her in the mouth. Oh, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's a pissing contest between the two of them. And it's so good. Oh, it's <laughs> Well, because she keeps be- she she keeps trying to like one up him. She's like, yeah. you're not going to get away with this, you know. Basically, the whole we don't negotiate with terrorists kind of thing, and tells him this tale about how his her brother was kidnapped, and her dad never, you know, never even, you know, ha- uh, did anything with the ransom. He just sent in his own private kill squad or his extraction team. And then Scrooge is like, yeah, I know all about the extra- extraction extraction team that you lovingly call the kill squad behind closed doors. Basically, he keeps proving over and over again that he knows everything about this family so he uh he also tells her that he's not after ransom money he's after the 300 million that she has in their private vault that her father stole that were basically war funds they were funds that were supposed to grease the wheels in the middle east for for oil to keep flowing and then during the war it just disappeared but it didn't disappear it ended up in the lightstone family vault so they got to break in and we see the vault and I love it because it's this giant complicated vault and Scrooge makes that comment of like, you know, what happened to the days when you just needed like a stick of dynamite and had to blow some shit up? There was something romantic about that. Again, the vault being an homage to Die Hard. Of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a big complicated vault to get into. The, the entire movie is just riddled with Die Hard. Ref- like, I guarantee you the elevator pitch for this movie was, all right, all right, Die Hard, but with Santa Claus. <laughs> like, I guarantee you that. Because <laughs> it totally is that. But, so, the, like, while while that's happening, um, you know, they, they find the dead mercenary and realize that someone is running loose on the compound. Trudy, meanwhile, tries to call Santa on the walkie-talkie. Um, we get the Santa fight with yet another mercenary. And I love oh. this whole fight because the, the the mercenary goes to punch him and Santa holds up the magic bag and the guy reaches in and pulls out a present. He's like, what the hell? And they keep fighting back and forth. And Santa keeps trying to find like a club or a sword <laughs> or, or a Molotov cocktail. He's like, what <laughs> anybody ask for this shit? He's like, video game, video game, gift card, fuck. <laughs> like, and eventually he pulls out a golf club and they start fighting with that. But there's this wonderful fight scene like he throws darts like a whole dartboard at the bad guy and then he fucking ha- like palms one of the darts deeper into the bad guy which was just ouch that looked brutal and then, like you know they go back and forth back and forth and eventually santa stabs him in the eye with a christmas topper one of the stars and the guy's like still coming at him and he plugs it in and lights his head on fire it's beautiful it's beautiful it's like oh <laughs> It's one of those ones I wish had been in 3D. Oh, it was such a good kill. Like, it was hard for me to, to pick a favorite kill because there are so many good yeah. ones. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. And and I love when he explains it later, where he's like, yeah, it was a guy, he got stabbed with a star and his head caught on fire. It was a whole thing. <laughs> like, like when he, the way he deadpan explains that, I love it. 
but eventually he goes to to grab the the radio he hears the bad guys you know talking on the radio he changes the channel to try to get the cops and he ends up getting trudy so we have this whole back and forth with him and trudy um where he's kind of getting the you know kind of getting his christmas spirit back because there's this kid that believes and um she talks about the bad guys and she's like, and you know what you do with bad guys? And he goes, they get lumps of coal. And she's like, yeah, lump of coal right up their ass. And he's like, <laughs> that's kind of naughty. And she's like, butthole. He goes, eh, that's borderline. And she goes, anus. <laughs> and he goes, well, technically, yeah, that's. <laughs> but so she fills him in on what's going on. Meanwhile, uh, Scrooge and the mercenaries see Santa on the security cam and Scrooge alerts the rest of the team. So <clears throat> this is the this is the scene I was talking about where he hears them trying to contact Frosty, the guy he killed, on the on the radio, and he tells him the whole thing. Yeah, he got a star in the eye and his head caught fire. It's a long story. So they they don't believe that he's truly Santa. Obviously, they think he's a guard with a you know who's watched too many action flicks, as he says. And uh, this is where we see that Santa is injured very badly. Like he 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 hears the the dripping and he looks down he's bleeding pretty pretty profusely from his side this is also where he finds out that al's dead so they're basically on their own like all the guards are gone um there's oh the nutcracker scene we got to talk about this okay <laughs> <laughs> so the uh scrooge wants to find out who the fuck this santa claus is and none of the family knows who this guy is you know they're they're all telling him like we you know we don't know like he's like well who did you hire to play santa she's like i don't hire a santa it's tacky you know? She's not wrong. <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> but then he goes, well, I'm going to start torturing your family until somebody fesses up. And he grabs the nutcracker and he's like, who should I, who should I torture first? And fucking Bertrude and Alba <laughs> point at Jason like, you dicks. He's mom's favorite. He's mom's favorite. <laughs> but he goes with it. Like, if I was the villain, I'd be like, no, bitch, you get up here. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like, okay, Jason Lightstone, come on down. And they, they put his finger in the nutcracker. And, and like, I don't know, do they just break it? Because you never see what happens it to never, his finger. Yeah, here's, this, this is a continuity thing because they do break it. But then, like, it's fine for the rest of the movie. Like, yeah. it's not bandaged up. It's nothing. Everything. It's like, nope, nothing happened. Well, that's, I, don't that's, think, I don't think he could bandage it up. He didn't have time. Yeah. No, I think they were. I think they were trying to ban, like, do something over in the corner, like a little bit. But then, like, it's nothing happens. Like, well, it, it makes about as much sense as the, uh, you know, uh, Jason goes to hell sequence where <laughs> the dude breaks the main character's fingers, like three of them, and then the rest of the movie he's fine. He's fighting. He's using guns. Like, it's like, wait a yeah. second, your fingers got broken. Duke broke your fingers. <laughs> but. Um, so yeah, so he crushes his finger, and then he's like, ah, oh, come on, it's called a nutcracker, and then he, he gets out the giant nutcracker, oh. and he's talking about putting his balls there, he goes, you know, he wants somebody to crush his nuts, and I love it, because Candy Cane's like, I'm not touching his junk. <laughs> Jason's like, yeah, please don't, please don't. And she's like, he's like, I've seen you scoop brains out, you're telling me you don't want to touch his junk? She goes, I'll scoop his brains out, you want me to fucking scoop his brains out, I'll scoop his brains out, but I'm not touching his junk. <laughs> and then Krampus is like, I'll do it. <laughs> Krampus love... was psychotic, that's why. Oh. Well, yeah, because Scrooge goes, that's what I love about sociopaths. They're always up for doing something new. <laughs> and so they, they get over there. They're going to flatten his balls. 
And, um, you know, this is where uh, I I can't remember what distracts them. If they see Santa, there was something that distracted them that they go chasing after him. True. uh, Trudy comes up and and says something about Santa. That's right. And they're like, and then they're like, oh, you know, Santa. So where, you know, they were trying to get it out of her. Right. And then this is where Trudy finds out Santa's not real. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because Jason tells her that it's like you know he he blurts it out like Santa's not real because he's worried that his daughter's going to get killed, because uh, she you know they think she's playing make believe, and um, you know she he's like it's just something that adults tell kids you know to make them feel better about Christmas, and then Trudy runs off and Candy Cane goes running after her, but she loses the kid like Trudy escapes. Um, then we cut to Santa patching himself up with Christmas supplies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dog's Hot favorite Santa- Hot Santa pod. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, it is a pretty brutal scene. Like, he takes, like, one of those or- ornament hooks, heats it up, and just literally starts stitching himself back together. It's like, oh, shit, that looks painful. But... He passes out and we get a glimpse of his past where we see that he was basically he was a Viking, um, which we'll find out more about in a second. But he wakes up to Trudy calling him on the walkie talkie. We see that Trudy is hiding in the attic and, uh, you know, she talks to him about being the real Santa. He proves that he's real by recalling her previous Christmas presents and letters. And um, they have this whole conversation about Mrs. Claus and, you know, parent like adult relationships and, um, you know, it, it seems very, very obvious that him and Mrs. Claus are having trouble as well. So, meanwhile, back in the living room, uh, Krampus decides to make the Lightstones exchange their gifts so he can see what rich people get each other. <laughs> and I love it because he goes, plus, some of you might not live to see the morning, so now's your only chance. <laughs> he was he was so gleeful about it. But this sequence had me fucking dying because Morgan gives... Uh, gives Gertrude that little oh. packet <laughs> oh, about producing a movie about oh. producing his movie and he goes I'm really big in Asia well parts of Asia uh, explosive force by the way if you're yes. wondering that's the name of the movie explosive force but I, I love Elva's response she's like yeah we've been to parts of Asia and we couldn't even get in a restaurant <laughs> like like the word parts of Asia is a place in Asia <laughs> <laughs> Where it's very obvious, like mom's probably been all over Asia, <laughs> right? <laughs> She's like, I go to Asia on the weekends just to pick up a, a an elephant or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because Krampus is excitedly being like, "Oh, she doesn't like it," and then. <laughs> Gertrude gives her, or I'm sorry, Alva gives Gertrude her present, and it's a sentimental photo of her the day she was <laughs> born. And Gertrude's like, I know, I was there. <laughs> and then but you finally, know, like, every our moms would have been like, oh my god, and started crying. Right, yeah, she, oh, absolutely. She's like, she probably is like, oh, the fucking pain and that <laughs> I had to deal with that for like 18 years, and still dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And then, of course, she gets Jason's gift, which he tries to play off like he forgot in the car. And Bertrude is like, oh, no, no, I saw you bring it in. I got you, pal. And yeah, he goes fuck and you, gets... Bertrude. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so mom opens it and sees that it's a, a bottle of her favorite scotch and a note, which we don't find out 
what happened or what the note is just yet, but you know, she kind of just, she looks pissed. She puts it in her pocket. You know, they exchange a look and everyone's like, what does the note say? What does the note say? And then we cut away. She kind of gives them that like, she's pissed, but she's like, all right, I respect it. You know, kind of thing. Like, like, I get it. I respect it. It's it's bullshit I would have done. Yeah. It's just, it's this little like nod of acknowledgement. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but, um, then we cut back to, to Trudy and Santa, and this is the scene I, I was getting at where he, we fi- we actually find out about his past, where he talks about how he was he was a thief, you know, he was a warrior. Uh, his name was Nicomund the Red, and we see him standing there holding a bloody war hammer. <laughs> it's just like he tells her all about his favorite hammer, Skull Crusher, and with his hot Santa bod. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don paused the movie a lot during this scene. <laughs> I have got it paused right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love this because he makes the comment of uh, if there was a naughty list back then, I would have been on the top of it. And Trudy tells him that maybe he can use the things that he used to do for bad for good now. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, basically explains to him, you know, kill the bad guys <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> So Scrooge and the gang are still working on trying to get into the safe. They know they have limited time before the kill squad arrives. We, we see the kill squad headed toward the house on snowmobiles. Um, then we get Santa like creeping around the house, like going to kill the bad guys. He goes to kill candy cane and we get that animatronic give him away moment. Which is his voice too, by the way. I know. I love it. (laughs) And he goes traitor and then has to run away. But this leads to one of my favorite scenes in the movie, because basically the bad guys corner him. They, you know, it's it's Scrooge, Gingerbread and Candy Cane. They get Santa tied up in the in the room and they're trying to find out who the fuck he is. And he keeps telling them that he's Santa Claus. Of course, they don't believe him. Um, And we get the the back and forth with uh, Scrooge and uh, and Santa, where Scrooge kind of gives his backstory. You know how, you know, his his dad was. uh, you know, his dad was huge on Christmas, you know, always made a big deal about it. And then there was one Christmas where he got laid off and he couldn't have anything. There was no presents. There was no dinner, no nothing. But his neighbors next door, they had everything and he could see through the window and it was just mocking him. So he decided he was going to go over there and he was going to steal. He was basically going to be the Grinch. He was going to steal all the presents on Christmas Eve. But he accidentally scared the hell out of the grandfather who lived over there when the grandfather got up to go take a leak. And the grandfather fell down the stairs and ended up breaking his neck and dying that night in the hospital. No one would believe Scrooge that it was an accident. They all thought he did it on purpose. And he thinks that that's the reason he is the man he is today. So basically, like, that set him down a path of crime and destruction. <laughs> so <laughs> there's I, I love it, though. There, there's the whole uh, whole back and forth where he starts talking about, like, he, he tells Scrooge his name he goes I'm sorry Jimmy he's like I don't get involved in people's lives and like they're like how did he know your name and he's he's at this point Scrooge is still thinking that Santa is just somebody with good intel and uh <laughs> Gingerbread makes the comment of if you're the real Santa where are your reindeer he goes they were on the roof but your guy scared him away because if you don't believe me Prancer left a tasty log up there go check <laughs> but this leads to my favorite line in the movie where Candy go, Candy Cane goes, you don't think. And Scrooge goes, now nah, I know you're an idiot, but don't be an idiot out loud. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks he's the real Santa. 
But so Scrooge gets pissed off. He picks up the the bag and he throws it in the fire. This is where Santa like flips out saying that was full of kids dreams. And, you know, Scrooge is like, fuck you. Like they basically have this whole back and forth. And Trudy saves the day by making it snow in the room. She dumps a bunch of fake snow from the attic into the vent. So it starts snowing in the room. Both Gingerbread and Candy Cane look like, holy shit, this is real. Like, he actually is the real Santa Claus. They're distracted. You know, Scrooge realizes that it's bullshit, that it's all fake snow. And then Santa tips over and uses his magic to fly up the chimney. This is where uh, Gingerbread makes the comment of, you know, you, you can't fit up there. He couldn't have gone up there. How did he go up there? Like, he's freaking out. So now he thinks it's real. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, we get we, we get that whole back and forth. Santa ends up on the roof. He's, you know, he's injured. He's hurt pretty bad. Um, and then we uh, we see yeah, we see the kill squad approaching. So this is where Scrooge and the gang come back to the living room. They hear the kill squad. Gertrude mocks them, saying that, like, you know, that's that's the sound of your death and pro- approaching. And Morgan decides this is where he's going to finally fight back. He jumps up and punches Krampus. That's right, because he makes okay, because he makes a a, a a remark in the beginning of the movie about the nine eleven remark. The nine eleven remark. You know, if I had been on that plane, they would have woken up in body bags or something like that, which is something I believe Mark Wahlberg said. Yes, it is. <laughs> because it is ex- he he kept saying like, if I had been on that plane. Like, yep. He, Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg famously talked about, you know, because he'd been in so many action movies that if he was on that plane, he would have been able to stop those terrorists. Right, because and, I think he said something that he may have seen a practice run like a week before or something like that. Yeah. I, mean, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> then like, and, you know, he got, he got in a lot of shit over that. And rightfully so. Like, it's yeah. pretty, pretty fucked up to say. Uh, but yeah, he had to retract that statement and apologize, you know. <laughs> later but yeah so if fucking morgan kicks the hell out of krampus and then he jumps over the couch and yells parkour which <laughs> i fucking lost it all i hear all i hear is steve corral going parkour parkour, yeah. parkour. That's, that's exactly what i heard he goes, parkour and then he jumps out the window and he stands up and alpha goes Morgan's gonna save us, and he runs away. And Gertrude goes, Jean Claude Van Dipshit just ditched us, sweetie. Oh. oh, it was so fucking funny. But so he goes running down to the kill squad, and I love it because he goes barrel roll, and he like rolls. <laughs> <laughs> But so he he fills in the the kill squad on what's going on. He's like, you know, the bad guys all in there and they're ready for you. And he's talking about like how they're they're gonna you know they're 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 a, they're a horrible bunch and blah blah blah. And the leader says, yeah, they better be. We got a schedule to keep. And then they shoot him dead. <laughs> so, womp womp. Aww, bye, Morgan. I guess <laughs> I guess he, he should, couldn't save nine eleven. He nope. should have died sooner. Yes. He's annoying. Yeah. I am glad they did kill him, though, because he was annoying. <laughs> yeah, I would have been really bummed if, like, none of the family actually had actually died. Like, yeah. It's like, but I still think maybe the sister should have gone, too. Like, <laughs> or or make it fitting, make it like Jason. Jason dies or something. I don't know. Like, but, like, someone should have died. Somebody else should have gone. <laughs> I am honestly surprised that, that the core family survived, that only the boy toy got killed. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
But uh, so Santa sees the murder and, and checks the naughty list and sees that it just grew by a whole hell of a lot. Did we talk about how he has a digital naughty list? Like, no, but that is. <laughs> I actually thought that was really cool, like how it was the, the two scroll halves. Yeah. And then he'd pull it out, and there was like that that almost like clear screen in the middle, and it's the nice list and naughty list. That just that was a neat touch. I thought that was fun. Yeah. You got to keep up with the times. And also, it does say now. I I, I have it in the trivia. Oh. Um, some of the stuff that it says for Trudy that she did nice. Yeah. But it also says uh, for each of the bad guys, like when when like he looks up uh, Scrooge. It talks about, or actually, I'm sorry, when Scrooge sees his own name later, um, he sees all the things he had done, like killing his best friend and, and doing like all these horrible things. Um, so it, like it not only tells the name, but it gives like a list of what they've done. Yeah, so doesn't, I thought that was cool. Is it one of Trudy's like went to the weird girl's birthday party when it, nobody it, else would or something invite, like that? Invited the weird girls to her party. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> Good, Trudy. Good. I, I know, right? You know, the weird kids can be cool, too. That's because we are the weird kids, guys. This is, this is, this is true. <laughs> we like movies like this. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. But the Kill Squad meets up with, with Scrooge, Candy Cane, and Gingerbread. Scrooge fills him in on the problem with the guy dressed as Santa. <laughs> I love it because Candy Cane goes, might be the real Santa. And he goes, the fuck she just say? <laughs> and Scrooge is like, never mind, she's an idiot. <laughs> so the kill team is now on the hunt for Santa. They see, they immediately see Santa on the roof and start shooting at him. <laughs> and so he has to jump off. You know, Scrooge and the gang get down to the vault. They finally get it open and the money is gone. So he realized, like, and I love it because Thorpe is like, are you fucking me? Like, so it's it's clear that uh, the head of the kill squad and Scrooge, they they don't have the best relationship. Like they're they're uh, they're doing this because they want the money and that's it. And, um, you know, so he thinks Scrooge is fucking him over. Scrooge is like, my intel was rock solid. Someone had to intercept it. And then he, he stops and he realizes it had to be someone in the family. So we see Santa running off to the barn as Trudy watches from the attic. This is one of my uh, one of my favorite fight scenes in the movie. So because oh, Tr- it's like the biggest one. Well, it's but oh, it's so brutal. There are, br- it's... There are brilliant that like I, he kills one guy with a skate, I believe, and he just drops his head off with a skate. He oh. multiple guys. He kills a guy oh, with a the toboggan. S- the snowblower. Yes. Like, I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. Speaking of which, I need to get my snowblower fixed. All right, back to I, back. I, actually, <laughs> I need to buy a new one. Mine mine died a while ago. But uh, so, yeah, Trudy, you know, Trudy sees Santa she, and he tells her about the new bad guys and how this might be the end. He's like, I, I can't I can't beat that many people. And Trudy convinces him he needs to make a wish. He needs to make a wish for himself this time. And he's like, she goes, if you could have one thing, one thing only, what would you what would it be? And he takes off his wedding ring and he looks at it. and He says to tell Mrs. Claus how much he still loves her. And then he drops his ring and it starts to roll away. And she's like, then you need to make it happen. You need to make it happen, Santa. And he chases after the ring and it rolls right over to a sledgehammer. Skull Crusher 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> And then she goes, you need to take that lump of coal and shove it straight up there. And then Santa yells, anuses. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get Santa versus the bad guys round two now with more hammer. And oh, it's it's, it's amazing. It's you know what? You know what this fight sequence is equal to? What's that? The they live one. That's just like 10 minutes. Long. Like, yes, it's so mm-hmm. good. 
I mean, it's, like, obviously the They Live What is just two guys beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. You know? But, but like, it's so good. It's so amazing. Well, it's, the, cor- oh. the choreography alone. Yeah. Like, the way he's swinging that hammer around, he's like, he hits one guy in the knee and then hits him in the jaw. You know, he crushes another guy's skull with it. He hits one guy in the back and sends him flying. He, he stabs gra- somebody with a candy cane. <laughs> Oh, the candy cane. That's I forgot to mention Chekhov's candy cane. There's a sequence when he first eats eats the cookies that Trudy leaves out for him. There's a big candy cane. He takes it and shoves it in his pocket. So you know that's gonna come back later. And he's he's sucking on the candy cane the whole time he's beating the fuck out of these guys. He kills the one guy with a toboggan. Like he just uses the the sled to uh, the sled skis to stab him. Um, but once he gets the candy cane sucked down to a point, he then uses it as a fucking shiv. Oh, and he's like shiving everybody. Right. Everyone. The one guy he stabs through the side of the mouth and it oh. comes out the other side of his mouth. <laughs> he he gets a dude in the eye, he gets another guy in the fucking throat. Like he's just beating the shit out of these motherfuckers. And then he gets the one guy where he wraps well, two guys actually wraps the ropes around him and then throws it into the running snow blower. <laughs> and it, it just pulls them through it. I love it. It's so good. But while this this whole fight is happening, oh, 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 I know. No, it's not they live. It's the Kingsman fight. It's the Kingsman. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, that's very again the choreography. I, I, again, again, a brilliant fight. But that, mm-hmm. yeah, th- those are the top three fights of all time. By the way, oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fucking love the fights in the and this in this scene. It's so good. But during this whole time, uh, Gertrude or Scrooge comes after the Lightstones and wants to know who moved the money. Um, we get that little look between, you know, Jason and Mom, and Gertrude finds out here that her men are in on the attack. So she sees Commander Thorpe, realizes that she's been fucked over, and you know, they're they're now screwed. Um, and then Scrooge has had enough. He's like, I am going to start killing people at random until someone tells me where the fucking money is. And I love it because Bertrude raises his hand. And he's like, what? And he goes, well, what, what if you accidentally shoot the only person who knows where the money is? And he goes, oh, fuck you people. Oh. <laughs> he just gets so mad. Of all the people who have had, like, has the intelligent thought, it's fucking Bertrude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know what? Bertrand would be the one to accidentally find the money too. Like, oh yeah, he, of course. Yeah. He he would just stumble. He'd be like, "Oh hey guys, it's out here in the hay." <laughs> exactly. He'd be like, "Oh yeah. look at that." But I I do love the the final kill in the Santa fight scene because we're cutting back and forth between uh, the living room interrogation and the fight scene. But we get the part where he, Santa throws the hammer at the last guy who tried to run away, oh. and then the guy pulls a grenade and Santa shoves it down his pants and runs. And then he stops and he goes, I got to watch. And he turns around <laughs> as the guy blows up and he goes, holy shit. And then just runs away. <laughs> but Scrooge realizes that only the kids would know. So and not the in-laws. So he holds a gun to Linda, causing Jason to fess up. So remember the note from before? This is where we find out what happened. Uh, we get this whole big argument where, you know, Jason admits to stealing the money, you know, that no one else but him knew knew anything about it. You know, he was he was robbing his mom because he wanted to get out from under her. He was so tired of her coming between, you know, the only him and the only person he's ever loved. And he's like, and, you know, of course, Linda points out how stupid that is. Like your mom's money controlled us. And you thought the answer was to steal more of it. 
You know? So he's like, well, yeah, it sounds stupid when you say it like that. <laughs> but I, I love Krampus's reaction because halfway through the argument, he goes, what are, what are we doing here? Is this family therapy or a fucking heist? He's like, what's going on? So meanwhile, Gingerbread and Candy Cane find Trudy. This is fantastic. This is the oh. other best scene in the movie. Oh. The the true Home Alone homage. Like, it's amazing. And, you know, I'm glad more movies are tackling that. Because we saw that in Better Watch Out with the paint cans. And how it just fucking murdered the one dude. And, like, <laughs> we get that gory sequence where there's just the paint and the blood dripping down his body. It's like, yeah, that would have killed a man. But so Gertrude, let, let, let's set up this this scene. She has the ladder to the attic. So the door is open. It's very obvious that it's open. And there's a little pad of spikes on the floor, uh, like nails and screw, uh, like drill bits and screwdrivers and stuff. And they look, you know, Gingerbread and Candy Cane look down and see it. And then they look at the, uh, the ladder and they see a big nail through the ladder. And Gingerbread makes the comment of, you know, booby traps work much better if you hide them. And he goes to climb the ladder and we pan down and we see that two of the steps are sawn in half. <laughs> so he steps on the broken one, falls, and his jaw lands on the fucking nail and impales it. How? Okay, here's my question. It's like, <laughs> the whole house is swarming with these bad guys. How did she have time to run down those stairs, saw it, where no one heard her sawing? Right? <laughs> and get all this stuff set up. And put a nail through the other one, by the way, because she's going to have to hammer that nail in. Like, right. I, get, I get the stuff upstairs. She can quietly do that, you know, but like, but not the rest of this like that. Uh, yeah, I, I had the same question. I'm like, how did no one because they saw her run away? I thought they were looking for her. Yeah. And they've got a guy in the security room, don't they? Like, watch yeah. security. Yeah. You, you would think they would have saw her by that point. But uh, but yeah, so Gingerbread gets impaled and he's he's still very much alive and freaking the fuck out. And uh, <laughs> it's because Candy Cane's like, stay there. And she just climbs oh. over top of him. <laughs> oh, I I have expected her to accidentally just step on his head, though. Like, so did I just, just like push it in just a little bit more. But <laughs> she does step on his hand because he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> But she gets up there and Trudy has this booby trap set up where it's these ski poles or skis holding a line of bowling balls up. And there's a trampoline aimed at the door at the little hatch. So as soon as Candy Cane comes up, she pulls a rope, which moves the skis. And then we get the bowling balls dropping onto the trampoline and launching forward at Candy Cane. At first, she dodges a few and they fall out and they hit poor, uh, poor gingerbread and he falls back onto the bed of spikes. And it impales his ass. And he's just screaming bloody murder. Pulls him out. Oh, the scene where oh, he, he so gets he up. one out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like that thick, just viscous blood coming. Oh. It's like, oh, dude. <laughs> but he's pissed off. He's holding the nail up. He's like, what the fuck? We see uh, Candy Cane gets hit in the, the shins by a couple. She falls over. A bowling ball's rolling right at her face. She rolls out of the way. It goes down the hatch. As Gingerbread's holding the nail up, it hits the end of the nail and impales him in the face. And then he falls down oh. onto the bed of spikes dead. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's so good. Eh, they're all, all these deaths are just so beautiful. Like, they could hang in a museum. Like, they, all these deaths. 
seriously, <laughs> like this, as far as Christmas horror movies go, uh, I know this isn't a horror movie, but still, cr- Christmas, non, non-family non friendly <laughs> Christmas movies, let's just put it that way. Right. The, the death scenes in this are, oh, fucking chef's kiss. They're so well done. And it's it's all done with that like little bit of comedy, like little bit of tongue in cheek, and it's it's just it's perfect. Um, but yeah, so we get Candy Cane chasing Trudy, and we have the the glue trap where she steps down and she's stuck in the glue. Oh, <laughs> she well, falls over. It's beautiful again. Beautiful. Well, the, Trudy <laughs> slings the uh, the um, cinder blocks at her, and Candy Cane catches them. And like catches the ropes and she cuts, cuts the ropes and throws the cinder blocks. And she's like, is that all you got? And then Trudy comes swinging in on a fucking like punching bag. She goes out of the way and just hits her and knocks her back into the glue. And now she's trapped. Now she's stuck. And when she pulls herself up, you see it rips part of her skull. You see skull. Oh (laughs) yeah. She rips her own fucking scalp off and she's freaking out at this point. Candy Cane's a badass. We'll we'll just say that. She's a badass. Well, she scooped a guy's brains out. Yeah. <laughs> but but she won't she, touch, ball, touch the balls. Yeah, she's, she's not <laughs> about them balls. She's not about stranger balls. Um, <laughs> but I love it because she, she takes her shoes off and she's like, you little shit. And immediately steps onto a minefield of glass ornaments. Again, a la straight <laughs> oh, out oh. of Home Alone. Yep. Uh-oh. But yeah, so it's straight out of Home Alone, like you said. So there, she's making her way toward Trudy. And Trudy's, like, launching shit at her from this, like, elastic band. She's, like, launching a basketball and, like, a tennis ball. And she's like, is that all you got? Oh, wait. She goes, is that all you got? And then she fucking launches a barbell at her. Or a dumbbell. That dumbbell had to weigh more than she did. I'm sorry. (laughs) And there ain't no way that elastic band was going to launch that like that. But it it was funny. Movie's got a movie. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll allow it for this. Well, it's great. She catches... Candy cane in the face, <laughs> like she goes down like a sack of potatoes. And she gets back up and she's pissed at this point. Like she pulls a gun, she's ready to kill Trudy, and in comes Santa with Skull Crusher 2.0 and slugs her. So down goes Candy Cane, and we get the the tearful greeting between Trudy and Santa, and then you know he tells Trudy to look away and to sing Jingle Bells as loud as she can. <laughs> he Looks at Candy Cane. He's like, you were going to kill a kid? That's naughty. naughty. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's Billy from Silent Night Deadly Night. I know. Every time I hear it, I'm like, naughty. <laughs> so he oh. takes her out. And she gone. Then uh, now we get the we we finally find out like exactly like where Jason hid the money. He hits him and Gertrude leading Scrooge and the others to where he hid the money. And there's this whole conversation between Jason and Gertrude where she tells him that she gets it, you know, and she actually respects him for it. She says that a lightstone takes what's theirs. And she talks about how she had to wrestle the company away from his grandfather. So it's, and because he didn't think a woman could handle the company. So she's like, in a way, I'm proud that you did that. (laughs) Yeah, she respected it. Yeah. So they get the money, and Scrooge orders his men to kill everyone. And I, I Krampus's reaction is just perfect because he gets the time to kill the uh, kill the the hostages, and he goes, "It's time for murder!" Like he's just he's so happy. <laughs> and then he's like, "Who should who should I kill first? So now we get the family argument between Bertrude 
Alva and Linda arguing who should get killed first and why. Krampus is just getting more and more annoyed. And he's like, okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Alva throws her alcohol in the fire, which hits you know Krampus in the back, you know, freaking him out. He falls over. They start beating the fuck out of him with fireplace tools. <laughs> they got the little coal shovel and the poker and they're whipping him with it. After, you know, beating the fuck out of him, they think he's dead. And they're like, okay, yeah, no, he he's dead. And he goes to get up and then fucking Alva stabs him in the face with the fire poker. So bye-bye Krampus. And I love it because she goes. Let, well, let's admit it. The most boring but exciting, like, death. Like, it's still, it's like the, the most tame one out of the whole movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's still fun, and, and it's even yeah. more more fun because of what she says here, because she goes, that was for Morgan. He may have been stupid, but he was very, very, very hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So now uh, Santa meets the family. Santa and Trudy come in. Um, we find out, you know, that he's, well, he tells, they basically tell the family that he's the real Santa, yada, yada, yada. Um, and he holds up the bad guy's gun. He holds up Krampus's gun. He goes, does anyone know how to use this? And Linda's like, well, yeah, I do. I used to go hunting with my dad. It can't be much different. <laughs> so Linda, Linda's got a gun. So <laughs> now we get the Santa and Linda fight with the bad guys. Um, she's shooting at the bad guys from afar as Santa's clubbing people with the sledgehammer. And I love it because she accidentally shoots the one guy in the dick. And he falls down. He's like, oh, my balls. Oh, God, my balls. <laughs> like, the you deserved whole... it, dude. You deserved it. He's alive through the whole fight scene just moaning my balls, which is, I, I love the fact that they kept him alive so long. But Santa is, is, you know, murdering people as Scrooge and Thorpe escape with the money and Gertrude. Um, and you know, Santa finally kills the guy who got shot in the dick and he grabs the manger that Jesus was in. <laughs> He's like, sorry, buddy. And he runs off with the, and using it as a sled. Um, and now we get the, the fight with, uh, uh, Jason and Linda cause they, they finally like reconnect and one of the guys isn't dead. So now it's two of them versus the one guy. Uh, also Linda's out of ammo. So they have to fight this guy. And now we get this this whole back and forth where it's like Santa chasing the bad guys, Linda and Jason fighting, fighting with this one guy. And it's like it is a struggle for them to take this guy down. Like it's clear neither one of them can fight. They're they're getting their asses handed to them. And eventually Linda kills the guy by stabbing him in the throat with an icicle after he was choking her. So Linda saves the day there. And but, you know what? Then the murder weapon's going to melt. And no one's going to know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So this this sequence is fantastic because, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. But um, we see Gertrude wake up on the snowmobile and grab Thorpe's gun and try to fight with him. And he throws her off the snowmobile. She goes tumbling into the woods and sees the gun laying nearby. So then we see Santa chasing after the, the group. He slides down the hill, ends up hitting one of the guys on the snowmobile and taking the snowmobile and chasing after them. Um, so this is the part I love where we see Scrooge standing up ahead, like waiting for Santa, taunting him. He's like, come on, you fat bastard. Such an obvious trap. Why would you fall for that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Santa, we had so much hope for you and you fell for the, the, 
the dumbest Scooby-Doo trick ever. But, you know, I think it's funny that two Christmas movies last year had this exact same trap. Because he got so Scrooge is standing in front of a tree stump. And, you know, as Santa gets closer, like he's driving straight at him with the snowmobile. Scrooge moves out of the way. Santa hits the, the tree stump and goes fucking flying into like this nearby shed and, along with the snowmobile. Like it crashes through, too. But the uh, a Christmas story Christmas. Story Christmas the, yeah. Yeah. They do the same thing to the bullies on the snowmobile. I just thought that was funny that two separate movies that came out at the same time both had that same trap. I was like, huh, I wonder how many people have died doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> But so now we get the big fight scene between Scrooge and Santa. Uh, Scrooge sees the the list laying on the ground. He checks it, realizes that Santa is actually real and that he's like, you know, if I, he goes, <laughs> I'm sorry, this, this is fucking ridiculous because he's like, it's really he goes. My whole life has been leading up to this moment. Christmas dies tonight. And all I can think of <laughs> is evil, evil dies. dies tonight. tonight. <laughs> It was so bad, but so funny. So the, the two of them are. Really, it would have been hilarious because the house goes on fire and it would have been hilarious if Mike, Michael Myers just walked out of the house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, he nopes right the fuck out of there. <laughs> See, there we go. We can, we can add that to the very confusing canon of Halloween. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Michael just walks away. Ain't my holiday. He keeps moving. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Sorry, sorry. We're not doing some weird nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> he just backs away. He's like, "You guys got this. I'm out." <laughs> but we, they're, as they're fighting, we see that the fire catches the gas tank of the snowmobile. So they both go running as it explodes, sending them flying. And then we get the the fight on the ice in front of the chimney we were talking about earlier, where Santa does not have a way to stab, uh, stable himself on the ice, whereas Scrooge has the little cleats. <laughs> so he's he's able to stand up on the ice. You know, and what Santa a gets cheat. Like, seriously, such a is. cheater. And he gets Santa gets his ass kicked here. Like he, he does gets that that uh, I forget what you call him, but the little the uh, ice pick thing. Yeah, the like climbing. Yeah, yeah. He he gets that in his fucking back. Like I was like, that's brutal. And then uh, he, he gets it in his hand too. He does. He gets he well yeah. first he gets it in his back and he drags him, and then he slams him up against the chimney and that's when he stabs it in his hand and he's about to to stab Santa in the in the chest, and then Santa has to like pull his hand like he pulls his hand around the pick so it literally rips out between his fingers. So he he cut his hand in half. Like he pulled a fucking full on Jason Voorhees here. Um, so he grabs the you know the knife. They're fighting back and forth, and then you know he's doing the whole like Christmas dies tonight, and he's like, "Not if you still believe and you have some Christmas magic." And he taps his nose. And he goes up the chimney, turning fucking Scrooge into a meat package. Oh, and it just rains blood. Just uh, rains blood. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> so good and so, the movie would have been great if it ended right there but it doesn't and it gets even better just, <laughs> honestly had they pulled like a leather face ending there where he's just holding the like the meaty package of scrooge above his head screaming while blood rained down and then credits rolled <laughs> i you know what i would have been happy i would have yeah. still loved it <laughs> but he's up there yelling 
He's clearly hurt, and then he gets shot several times and falls off the chimney. We see that Thorpe is there, and he's like, I don't know who the fuck you are, buddy. He's like, but, you know, you just saved me a whole lot of trouble, and he goes to shoot Santa, and then Gertrude comes up and shoots Thorpe in the face. So, bye-bye, Thorpe. (laughs) Uh, The family shows up to find Santa dying, and he comments about how he feels cold and how he hasn't felt cold in years, so he, he thinks this is it. Um, so they start to try to burn the money to keep him alive, like to keep him warm. And, uh, Alva is such a bitch. Cause she's like, come on, he's almost dead. You don't, you don't gotta burn the money. Yeah. <laughs> like you bitch. So Santa dies and the family all admit that they believe in him. You know, like Gertrude or Trudy is the first one. She's like, you know, he was the real Santa and I believe him. He, he you know, he saved us all. He brought us together again. He gave me what I wanted. And then, you know, one by one, the family all admits, I believe, too. I believe, too. And, you know, it's just like Tinkerbell. Um, so <laughs> he gets the, you know, the Christmas magic returns and Santa comes back to life. And um, they're like, holy crap, like, what? you were just dead. And he's like, Christmas magic. I still don't really know how it works. <laughs> Which I, I love that that's a running theme through the movie, that he doesn't know how the magic works. So... You know, they they are all, you know, all happy. Santa's alive again. We see the reindeer come back and (laughs) he's like flipping out on him. You you cowardly bastards. I'm going to make you into a stew for the elves. Then then he sees his uh, his spare sack and he's like, oh, you went back to get my spare sack. He goes, you went all the way home to get my spare sack. And then we see the note from Mrs. Claus that says, I thought you could use this. And it's skull crusher. And he's like, oh, you guys, I can't stay mad at you. And he's like tussling Prancer. (laughs) So, but I love it because he talks to the family and he's like, they go, I don't know how we can ever thank you. And he goes, well, you you brought me back from the dead. So we'll call it even. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's true. (laughs) But the way that the delivery from David Harbour is, is, it's just beautiful. Chef's kiss. So they say their goodbyes, you know, he thanks Trudy and then Santa flies away to deliver the presents and, you know, save Christmas credits, the end, but wait, there's more. We cut back into Bert as he's live streaming and shows the dead bad guy. And he goes, Santa is real. Don't end up on his naughty list. Do (laughs) do better, do better. (laughs) I fucking lost it. And then, you know, now that's the real end. (laughs) <laughs> then we get my, I think we get my favorite Christmas song too, which is, there he is, there he can't, that, whatever that one is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, it's seriously, like, I know we just kind of like told all the good parts of uh, this, but guys, just it's go still watch worth it. Seriously. Yeah. Even if you're, you're listening to this and you've never seen it and you feel like, you know, we just trampled all over the best parts of the movie. We did. Still. But it's still go watch it. <laughs> it's worth watching. Trust me, it is so worth your time. This is one of those films that should be added to anyone who looks at Die Hard as a Christmas movie. You need this movie in your life. Like you, just, I can't, you have to. I can't wait till it becomes like a cult, real call classic, and it becomes twenty four hours of a violent night on some ra- random station. Oh like fuck Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't. Yeah. I can't wait. Like, no, we this... to, we'll have a Christmas story on one station. Violent Night will be on another Die, die Hard, Love Actually, all of them. Let's, right. Let's, 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 each station gets a 24 hours of something. And I think <laughs> Violent Night is going to be one of them. 
and, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like, like, I mean, okay. So for for people like us who who like Christmas horror movies, there's there's plenty of Christmas horror movies. Yeah, granted, most of them are cheesy, but there's still a lot of good ones out there. You know, we have our Krampuses. We have our first Silent Night, Deadly Night. You know, Christmas horror story. There's we plenty have of good ones. Yeah, exactly. We we have we have solid good horror movies for Christmas. With action movies, the only one I can really think of is Die Hard. This is, is like this gives Die Hard a run for its money as being like a really solid Christmas action movie. So I highly recommend it. I fucking love this movie, and I guarantee you, I'm going to watch it at least another two times before Christmas. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Because I really want to show it to Caleb, and I know he'll like this movie because he he loves like he's not a big horror buff, but he loves action movies, and I feel like he's gonna freaking flip over this one and, um, and 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 does he still believe does he still believe oh no i tried i um, tried uh, last year was when he finally admitted he's like you know i i have known for a while dad and i'm like <laughs> yeah i kind of figured but still i was i was trying <laughs> you know? damn it we didn't want a second one we just wanted you to believe forever i know right <laughs> I was. I will say one of my favorite Christmas uh, Christmases with him, where I had him believing something, was uh, the year that I want to say this was like maybe 2016. Uh, Hibbard will have to correct me, but it's the year the Transformers Bot Bots came out. There were these little tiny robots. They were meant for little kids. And I bought a package of them because they looked really cool. And Caleb was obsessed. He was like, these are so much fun. So I you know, gave them to him. He was playing with them. He really liked them. And I was telling him, I'm like, well, you know, they're like little household objects. Like they, they transform into little household objects. They're, uh, you know, they're actually alive. And, you know, they, they wanted to live here. And he's like, no. And I started buying them in secret and hiding them around Aww. the house. And he was randomly finding them leading up to Christmas. And he was freaking out. I was like, oh, yeah, no, they want to live in our house because we have so many toys. And he's just like, this is so cool. Like, he would talk to them and play with them. It was so fucking adorable. And then, of course, unfortunately, he found out the truth because uh, the the one day we were taking out the recycling and the recycling box kind of tipped over and one of the packages fell out. I had had it buried in there and then he realized it was fake. So I was like, damn it, you ruined it. I know, but it was fun while it lasted. And he, he has since brought it up. He was like, that was really fun. Like, so, you know, it's just one of those fun memories. But um, so jumping into the trivia real quick, there's one thing I I loved that I didn't notice in the movie uh, when I watched it the first few times, but so after reading the trivia, I was looking for it, but the logo on the catering company van is called Farkas and Dill. So (laughs) the the Christmas story bullies, I was like, that's great. Um, Amazing. And then uh, the, the, the whole, the whole home alone sequence. (laughs) I love how this, this whole thing was created because they were talking about, you know, when you're a kid, you love Home Alone. And when you get older, you realize, you know, people would die if you did yeah. those things to them. <laughs> so they wanted to approach the scene of the little kid thinking, oh, I'm just taking out the bad guys, not realizing how brutal you're killing them. And they do play it that way. Like, Trudy's having fun. Like, ha ha ha, I'm just like Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Meanwhile, these people are just dying brutal deaths. Like, and she doesn't even know because she doesn't know the guy died like down, mm-hmm. the, down the stairs and she right. doesn't know like I mean she kind of probably you know gets the idea that Santa's about the murder <laughs> you know <laughs> the, the other one but but still like yeah it's amazing I'm going to watch it again right now actually I'm going to hit 
watch from beginning again. I, um, I, <laughs> I probably will watch it again really soon because, like I said, I really want to show it to Caleb. Uh, but he's he's very much like Jess in the sense of like he wants nothing to do with Christmas until after Thanksgiving, which I can't blame him. You know, I, I, I totally understand that. And, you know, as we mentioned uh, in the last uh, episode, we are recording these episodes early because Christmas yeah. is such a crazy time of year. Um, but a couple other quick guys. Uh, guys, Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. Like, I, I know. Right? Halloween was literally like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, Spoiler. And um, this is why we take to come to my house. I still got a bunch of candy. We actually do not. We we had a lot of trick or treaters this year, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, this is this is the reason we take the November break because it's like December is just such a hard time to get through all of the recording. So it's like if we took the November break, then hey, we can record early. So that's totally what we're doing. <laughs> and you um, know, what is this? Is this episode officially two oh one? Yes, it is. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to start a new montage. True. <laughs> True, true. Okay, we got we got at least two movies now. Let's see. Well, it was Lady in White. Yep. And and Violent Night. Ooh, that rhymed. Ooh. <laughs> and I know of one other movie for this year, like so far. So true. Well, yeah. uh, there, well, you also know the the other one we picked. Uh, for yeah. This oh, that's true. That's Christmas, true. bloody Christmas. Christmas, um, bloody Christmas. All right. And then I know of one in March, guys. True. Do we want to? Sp- I'm not going to spoil it now. No, no, no. no. We no. want to save it. No, we're gonna. We'll, we'll spoil it later. We'll, we'll spoil it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. One of the uh. What, we talked about this earlier, but Trudy Lightstone on the good list or on the nice list, uh, includes kept her room clean, listens to parents, kind to animals, sweet to everyone, and invited the weird kid to her party. <laughs> Thank you, Trudy. Thank <laughs> right? you. Thanks um, for now, inviting me. Now, this one I didn't recognize, but in, in one of the many references to Die Hard, uh, the character Thorpe is actually named on or named after uh, the guy who wrote the book that Die Hard is based on, which is Nothing Lasts Forever. It was Roderick Thorpe. So that's it was a little call out to the guy who wrote Die Hard, which I thought was kind of fun. I didn't even um, know Die Hard was a book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was originally supposed to star Frank Sinatra. Um, Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Or are we sure Frank Sinatra? Yeah, because it was supposed to come out way before it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was originally <laughs> planned. It was going to be based on Nothing Lasts Forever, like like an actual movie of it. And it, it sat around Hollywood forever until it kind of became Die Hard. Because I, I, I was like, oh, I thought it was Tom Selleck, but okay. <laughs> no, no, from, from that, no it's, I remember reading that being like, what the fuck, really? And then I read that it was supposed to come out way before. <laughs> so, um, You know like, what? I want a version now with Frank Sinatra. <laughs> but everything else is the same. <laughs> well, with with CG, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> CG and AI. But uh, the, Santa, the, the names on the naughty list, all the guys who are, have code names, we see their actual names on the naughty list, uh, which are Jimmy Martinez, Kira David, Nate Stukas, Bjorn Johansson, uh, Jessica P- uh, Prestwood, and Roman O'Neill. So they actually did have real names, but we only ever use their code names. And the, the last bit of trivia is the thing that you had already mentioned about Mark Wahlberg, um, <laughs> where He's a fucking transformer, dude. Like, it's hey, transformer. Donnie, Donnie, let's go, let's go see Mark down at the at at the Warburgers. Come on, 
mom's uh, got mom's gonna mom's gonna be there come on <laughs> apparently it was years later that he said because he said like it was sometime in 2012 when he made the comment and then immediately had to retract it but uh yeah so fun times but yeah yeah. This was uh this was a very fun movie and I know we've just gushed all over it. Um, oh. So if you can't tell, we all say go watch it. We do right now. It's on Amazon Prime. Like, do it. Drop what it. you're doing and, and watch if, it. If if your algorithm is correct, it will drop you right into Cocaine Bear right after it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> An- another movie I can't wait to get on the show. I fucking love that, that movie. That I will say was on the uh, birthday shortlist. By the way, <laughs> I, I believe that was on Maurice's birthday shortlist as well. Because mm-hmm. I, I know we discussed uh, possibly doing Cocaine Bear, but because it's it is so much fun. Like it's, I, it's, I, it's fun. Yeah. This, you know what? This past year of quote you know quote unquote horror. Movies. Yeah. It was a bunch of fun ones because we had this, we had Cocaine Bear, Violent Night, we had Renfield. They're all kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they're they're violent, funny movies. Yeah, and then you throw in something like when evil lurks, and then you're just like, What the fuck was that? <laughs> I still gotta watch that. Oh, that's that's please, on my short list to watch. Please fucking watch it because I need to discuss this with somebody. I don't know anybody <laughs> who's watched it yet. Like I yeah. like I told I've I told people who are listening, I told Mike, I was like, if you're a fan of the saying the phrase, what the fuck? <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll love the fucking movie. <laughs> like, 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 yes, yeah. it's in it's in Spanish, so you gotta read subtitles the whole time, but it's or maybe it's Italian. I think it's Spanish. But yeah, but it's I, I go, did it's hear on shutter. Go it is fucking brutal. Like yeah. there's like several things you're like Fuck! (laughs) Fuck! Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't even want to say what the fucking brutal things are because, like, oh my god, they're fucking brutal. I I will I will definitely check it out if we haven't figured out what Don has already just fucking called. (laughs) What if I mix it on the podcast? That was also on the birthday short list. Um, but Dawn's made her pick, guys. Five months in advance. Too bad. Uh, that's true. Well, yeah, because now if someone else calls it for uh, for a birthday pick, you know, yeah, I can say, oh, it's sorry. already been chosen. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Dawn's calling it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but guys, uh, amazing, amazing shit, guys. Everything's been amazing this year. Not really. <laughs> Just movie-wise. Uh, movie-wise, yes. Yeah. <laughs> horror, horror movies. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, that's... I don't know. I can't really think of a bad movie that I've I've at least gone to see. Yeah, I, um, I don't really go anymore. Like, nothing's interested. But back to this, because we got to wrap yeah, this up. Yeah, sorry, um, guys. So... Sorry. Sorry. Back back to the... Hello, regular listeners. <laughs> yes, we are <laughs> back we from our a... Patreon talk. We took a side... Uh, trip to Marvel Land. Okay, uh, <laughs> but so we are going to wrap. A little bit of DC, just a little bit, <laughs> just, uh, just just a smidge. Yeah, but we'll tip we're, our toes in. We're going to wrap this one up here. So, uh, for anyone that's not following us on social media, uh, we're at the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. We no longer have a Twitter or Twitter X or whatever the fuck Elon Musk is calling it these days. We do have a Patreon, though, so obviously if you're a Patreon subscriber, you will hear the part that we just talked about. Uh, but it's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes. Uh, the higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail, which the packages are going out this month. Um, 
They are going to contain the Patreon Christmas gift, which I'm excited about, along with a bunch of artwork and some other little goodies. Um, and then you also get birthday picks, as Dawn was talking about. Yes. Our birthday pick coming up. So we are also it's part in of March, the- guys. So don't worry. It's in March. You got time. <laughs> We are also part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check us out on radpantheon.com, where you will find other podcasts just like this one, as well as rad artists and musicians doing rad stuff. So check yeah. that out. And Dawn, as always, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Can um, I quickly, like, I just want to quickly, it's not really me plugging myself. Oh, uh, go, for one, go for it. Go for it. If but, you got plugs, uh, go for it. Yeah, I just want to quickly, like, so... Um, the other night I went to this concert uh, because of, of this band I had found on TikTok and I feel like I'm their internet mom now because they like when they figured out who I was because I had made comments that I was coming to the show they were like oh my god and they all wanted to talk to me for like an hour <laughs> uh, so it was a band called the Razor Braids if you like the beaches which I heard on another podcast uh, so called Simpsons podcast um, <laughs> uh, you, you'd really like them too um, so look them up they're called the razor braids like in hair like braid the hair um, mm. they're really cool they were really sweet girls um, they were so excited and I feel like I'm their internet mom now um, and they're on a small little tour uh, but I think it ends on Friday in Brooklyn. Uh, but they came to Buffalo for the first time and I went and see them and they're really awesome. And you guys should go look them up as an indie rock band. They're on Spotify. Uh, so go look them up. Yeah. Very cool. I'll have to <laughs> yeah. check that out. And, uh, do you want to, do you want to plug your TikTok? Cause you're, you know, you oh, put a lot of funny stuff on there. I do. Like I've been kind of boring lately. Uh, though I did do one today, I think. Uh, but yeah, Don, Don don't care. 79. Just look up Don don't care. It's always going to be me. Uh, <laughs> usually going to be me is what I should say. Don don't care. Um, but yeah, I make, I make videos with my dad. And if you know why that's funny, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you know why that would be funny, it's funny. Um, but me and dad have adventures sometimes. Indeed. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he dressed up for Halloween this year and he got a <laughs> rock, uh, just so you guys know. Um, uh, but <laughs> Back to oh, you guys. Oh. Always a good time. Right. It's always great. It's always great. There are plans for St. Patrick's Day already in my head, but I know that's months away. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, for anyone that wants to watch our next episode before, or watch the next movie before we cover it on the next episode, it will be episode 202, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. So this one, unlike Violent Night, we're back to straight up horror uh, lots of gruesome shit happens in this movie, so definitely check it out. It's a Shutter original, I believe, um, and watched it last year for the first time and loved every second of it. So can't wait to cover it. But uh, all right, guys, I think we are going to wrap this one up here. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. <gasps> I got nothing funny, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. <laughs>